0: You know, when I think about things that are dangerous, prayer is not one of the first things that comes to my mind. Texting and driving, that's dangerous. A lot of people do it, but it's dangerous. Riding You with grandma? <laughs> and he's scary, and dangerous. But prayer? One. Gator swinging Yes. <laughs> Slack lane in Norway? I think so. Crossing the world's most dangerous bridge in Pakistan? Definitely. Driving down some of the Muncie city streets. <laughs> And quite possibly, the most dangerous activity of all. Letting Derek and Mikey around power tools. (laughs) Never a good idea. Very dangerous. But prayers? Prayers aren't dangerous. Prayers are safe. God, protect me. Safe? God, help me good, but say, God, bless me. Now these prayers are good, and we should be praying these prayers. But what I want to talk about today are prayers that are not saved. In fact, know going into them that when you pray these prayers, you are asking God to do something that will often take you out of your comfort zone. And that's a place a lot of us don't like to go. We like to be comfortable. We feel safe in our little world when we're hanging with a certain crowd and we're associating with a certain group of people doing certain things. I mean, we come to church. We often sit the same spot. We give a certain amount we serve here and there. We're fine with that. You see, that's our comfort zone. That's this little area that we that we kind of put up. And it's safe. But the problem is, this little area that you put up, that's around you, that you think is keeping you safe, and you think is keeping you comfortable reality in reality is trapping you. It's actually holding you in. And it's holding you back. And it's keeping you from growing. It's keeping you from being all that God created you to be. And it's keeping you from doing all that God created you to do. Now there are times in each of our lives, all of us in our along with Christ, that we get to a point where we feel like maybe we just aren't growing anymore. It's like you may you may feel like you just lost that fire for some reason that you once had, and maybe it seems like you're just kind of going through the motions. And I think there's different reasons for feeling this way. You know, sometimes I think it's because we get stuck in a sin that we keep doing. We know we shouldn't, but we keep doing it, and it's dragging us down. It stops our growth. It's actually wrecking havoc. Or spiritual life. Other times, not making quiet time with God is priority. You aren't praying. You aren't reading your Bible. You aren't tapping into God's power. I mean, it's hard to be fired up about something, it's hard to be excited about something if you're not doing that something. Now, another reason, and this is where we're going today. Maybe you've just become content with where you are. Maybe you aren't pushing boundaries anymore. Maybe you're just kind of stuck. You know, being a Christ follower is a lifelong process of continuing to take steps. And with each step you take, you're being shaped, and you're being molded, and you're being chiseled. Present of Christ. And when we become content, we get trapped in our little boxes, and we aren't taking steps anymore. You may not be regressing, but you're not going forward anymore. It's more like, man, I'll just stay here in my comfort zone. Today, we are going to talk about two things to ask of God that is guaranteed to get you moving again. Guaranteed. These are titled dangerous prayers because if you're brave enough to pray these prayers, not only will God widen your comfort zone, but you will experience him and you will be used by him in ways that you never thought
1: possible. Dangerous
0: prayers, dangerous prayer number one, search me. Search me. Now that really doesn't sound all that dangerous. I mean, it's not like the captain, and during a raging storm, he realized the ship was sitting fast. and he called out, "Does anyone here know how to pray?" A young sailor finally stepped forward. He said, "I, I, captain, I know how to pray." Good," said the captain. Do "You pray while the rest of us put on our life jackets. We were one short." Now that would be a dangerous prayer. search me? Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David who wrote this. David was asking God to point out anything that he was unaware of. Anything that was displeasing to God because he We all think that we have good hearts. But Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? So our hearts are wicked. Our hearts are deceitful. We deceive others we just see ourselves, and we lie to ourselves all the time and say, why don't we that much? <laughs> I'm only going to have one dream. I'm not prideful. I can't help it if I'm better than everybody else. I don't gossip. I'm telling you this stuff so you can pray for this person this person is in need of prayer. See, when you pray, search my heart, it's a dangerous prayer because God's going to show you things in your heart that are not Christ-like. that time to check out. Think, uh, and we can't serve two masters. You see, when we ask, God will show us what has our hearts. He'll show us what we're holding on to, or sometimes what's holding on to us. He'll show us what. The mind is a powerful thing. Our actions tend to follow our thoughts. That's why the person that says, I can, and the person that says, I can, are both right. There was a man in a circus, and he passed by the elephants, and he suddenly stopped. He was confused by the fact that these huge creatures were being held. By only a small rope tied to their front leg. No chains. No cages. I mean, it was obvious that the elephants could at any time break away, but for some reason, they did not.
1: So he saw a trainer nearby,
0: and he asked why these animals just stood there. They made no attempt to get away. Well, the trainer says that they are very young and much smaller, we use the same size rope to tie it, and at that age. That perfect person for me, so I'm just going to overlook this person's flaws. I'm just going to settle for this person because I don't want to be alone. I can't stop dreaming. I can't stop taking pills. I can't stop doing drugs. I failed before. I'm just going to fail again. My marriage is never going Try. See, we need God to show us our anxious thoughts, to point out our fears, because we, what we fear the most is where we trust God in the least. And God says, I want you to see yourself the way I see you. You have the limitations, you are. Capable of attaining your dream, you are capable of reaching your goals. Nothing stands in your way. No matter what society says you have to do, no matter how society says you have to look, you are capable. You are capable of breaking the cycle of addiction. He says, "I'm going to take and Jesus said in Matthew 16 verse 18 I say to you you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church Peter wasn't named for what he was he was named for what he would become because God sees what we have made for shortly after the eye of Jesus Peter became the first Proclaim the gospel, and three thousand were led to Christ in one day. Those who God uses the greatest are often those who've been broken the greatest. God says, I'm larger than your failures. He says, I'm bigger than your doubts, I'm greater than your fears. I want you to trust me, David. I know you're surrounded by your enemies, but I have far greater plans for you. This is not a checkmate. You're unaware of. The things you continue to keep doing, confess them, ask for forgiveness, repent. If you're struggling with something, whatever that something is, join us on Thursday nights. So there you go. You have a tendency to maybe embellish the truth just a little. If we strive to be more Christ-like, if we pursue holiness, and we humble ourselves before God, all we have to do is follow. That's all we got to do. He reveals the path; we have to take the steps, though. No. It's a life journey. You're never going to get where you're going if you think you've already arrived. Search for your God. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in a way everlasting. Dangerous prayer number two. Send me This doesn't really sound all that dangerous either. I mean, it's not like the young boy is called a local church and he asked the pastor to come by and pray for his mother who had been very, very ill with the flu. Well, the pastor knew the family. Most of the time, what people want prayers for are things that directly impact them or those that they love. Yeah, God, would you do this for me? God, would you heal my. I can't imagine a single day that passes by that we aren't being called to do something for the kingdom of God. I can't imagine that. But I think like that kid in class who maybe a tad bit unsure of himself, we kind of hesitate to, to raise our hand. I think when we are being called to do something, we often respond like Jonah did. Jonah from the Old Testament, that God swallowed up like a fish. The Jonah response is here I am, I'm not going. Here I am, I'm not going. <laughs> Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, God spoke to Jonah and said, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because his wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord. He said, Here I am, God, but I'm not going. And I wonder how many of you had a sore experience when you felt God You felt God calling you to do something. You felt God prompting you to act out. And you say, well, I know. I know I'm supposed to reach out to this person. I'm supposed to do this thing. Here I am, God. But not today. I'm not going. I'm not doing it. We often respond like children. Now, other times we use the Moses response. And the Moses response is here I am, send someone else. Here I am, send someone else. God said to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, said, so now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people to the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Who am I? I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I don't speak well. Someone else would be better off than I. Here I am, God. Send someone else. Send my brother here, I sin and who will go for us? And I said, hear likely that he's going to call you to be a missionary where you are, where you live, where you work, because that's what he do. It's more likely he's going to call you to serve the people that are in front of you. To be faithful with what he has already given you. I love so much about this summer of kindness thing that the church is doing. It's like story after story of random acts of kindness. It's like God's love just kind of being poured out into the community. It's a powerful thing. We're changing lives. And it's all because of the church we've risen and we've spoken aloud together saying, here we are, God. Sit down. God, if you have the positions to interrupt our lives. If you're ready to see a spark in your life, pray bold. so many things that are going on in society and we have a tendency to lash out and think about it. You can stand for things that you believe in. You can take a stand without doing it with hatred in your heart. We ask God to use us. Honestly, throw open our arms say, God, use these hands. Let these hands help build your kingdom. <clears throat> whatever you want, whatever, whatever you're asking me to do, let me be an example. I'll do it. God, leave my feet wherever you want me to go? I mean, we honestly are. The, I started a video on today that talked about being the hands and feet. We are in the hands.